And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, March 15th. The Ides of March. Hmm. I don't know. In this day and age, you probably should be watching everything anyway, but... Precarious times. We know that everyone's a little bit on edge. This is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life, or at least attempts to do so. And we do that by asking you to send us your financial questions. You can do that by going to our website, jillonmoney.com, and just click the Contact Us button, and then a form will pop up for you. And that form asks you to tell us a little bit about what's going on. And at the bottom, it says, would you be willing to come on the show? And if you check yes, Mark does everything else. That is what Steve did. Steve is joining us from Pennsylvania, but it seems to me that you live basically all over the Northeast, right, Steve? That was my job for uh, 30 years. I was the Northeast regional guy. So I, it's my territory. I love it. Did you, um, did you drive or did you use like Amtrak? Well, I drove mostly once in a while. I would fly for the outer limits, like, you know, the Southern tier in New York or down to Atlantic City or Maryland, that kind of stuff. All right. And now you said that was what you did. Are you no longer doing that? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like seven days into my, uh, I, I've, I've stayed away from the R word for all the ageism and other reasons. I'm on my sabbatical. After a 47-year work career, I'm taking a sabbatical. <laughs> I love that idea. So seven days into, wait, how old are you, Steve? I just turned 66 on Sunday. Okay. So you're seven days into your 30-year sabbatical. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I like my encore sabbatical. <laughs> I like that. That's so good. How did you make the decision to finally be done? Were you Did you like have enough money or were you just kind of done because you felt like, all right, I need to move on? What, what was it that prompted you to actually step down from the work, the work wheel? This was news to me when I had to file for Medicare. So I'm, I'm really a Johnny come lately to this. I obviously was saving. I did the Medicare thing. And then last year, my wife had a serious health problem. She lost a kidney. <gasps> um, and it was, um, we like to think, you know, we love the medical profession. I'm a very high-minded person. People work hard to do their job well. But with COVID, 
they just missed the diagnosis and uh, she ended up losing a kidney. And once she lost the kidney and we realized how precious health is, signing up for Medicare triggered my further work with financial planners. And that gave me the green light, but I said, I still wanted to work. Then we get hit with the healthcare issue. Oh my God. Now, is she doing okay now? Oh yeah. She's uh, chipper and uh, recovered and it's just how precious time is. <laughs> you know, what's so weird is that, you know, I think that there's so many people who came out of COVID with that kind of questioning. But it, this, of course, could have happened at any time, right? You could have a serious health issue that causes you to reconsider what you do next. And, you know, out of that very difficult time, uh, you make different choices. So tell us a little bit about how you were able to afford to do this. Like what was going on financially for you that allowed you to take the step out of the uh, work life? Again, I'm not good at this. I was a legislative regulatory affairs guy. I was really focused on my career. I just went to work every day and saved. We had the 401k at work. And that's why I'm calling you because, you know, even though I've sort of like been a cat falling on my feet, our feet, um, there's still one or two issues that are, you know, I think seriously weak. Um, the financial planner that we hired, the independent, uh, what's that word you guys use? Fiduciary. Fiduciary. You know, she was very good. She set us on the path. She really clobbered me over the head about getting a budget, which we never really had. Mm-hmm. Shame on us. And when that happened, we realized we could go, but I still was hanging in there saying, I'd like to keep working. I sort of liked what I did, but then this other stuff happened you know, I, I worked for an industry with a lot of um, issues when you look at climate change and global warming and um, environmental concerns, social justice and stuff. And and I like to think we did a really great job and we're doing a really great job. But um, there are a lot of people who think we have some serious demerits. OK, well, um, I'm not going to ask about that, but I'm going to ask you how much money is in the 401k. Well, you know, right now we did the rollover to Vanguard to mm-hmm. one of the major threes, and there's about a little over two million. The last I looked, I think I'm down some. But there's there's okay. two million in there. Okay. And do both you and your wife receive Social Security yet? No, that was one of the questions I had for you because right now I, I sort of have this like um, nest egg syndrome, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to spend much of it. So maybe I should go on. You know, my full retirement age will be in July or August, sixty-six and four months, right? Okay. So the debate is whether to draw down or not. My wife will be eligible with her 66 and six months next August. She's a year younger than I am. That was part of the issue is do I delay taking social security and draw down? You know, a year ago, I would have been more amenable to that. But with what's happening in the market, you know, they say don't time the market, but isn't this really about market timing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Do you have money outside of your retirement account outside of that 2 million? That's the problem, I think. Uh, we, we own our home, which is close to a 680. We just had an appraisal done on it, $680,000. Uh, short money on that, $75,000 outstanding and no real cash. That was, that's the, the, the message, I, the memo I didn't get was I was saving. I said, I don't need cash. I have mm-hmm. all this money in the market. Mm-hmm. And now I realize that I need cash. Yeah, right. <laughs> so how are you living right now? I mean, what are you living on? Well, you know, I just got my last paycheck and um, uh, the the uh, first drawdown is going to come. My mailbox money or whatever it's called is going to show up uh, next week. My first uh, monthly check. And we did the budget. I need about $120,000 a year, 10000 a month. Tell me what the Social Security benefit will be 
Mine will be about 3200 and my wife's will be about 1600 And so there's no other money. So there's that 4800 that's due to come in. You need 10000 a month. There's no other outside investments. There's no rental property or anything like that, right? No, we, we stashed a little bit away, maybe $75,000 in a, in a Schwab IRA. Again, I didn't do the Roth. I took the tax advantage because mm-hmm. I was in that bracket. Mm-hmm. The other one is years ago when her father died, we hired a financial planner and we have this uh, annuity, uh, variable rate annuity. They mm-hmm. had my money, our money for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's it's in a payout stage now. We're getting about $10,000 a month, a, a year from that route. Oh, too bad. With month, I was very excited. <laughs> I like it less now, but, it's, but you're getting it. So that's yeah. fine. Okay. So I don't see how you don't file for Social Security in July. I think you're going to have to because I think you need cash flow. You don't want to have that money come all out of your IRA rollover. So what you're going to need to do is now that that money is in the rollover account, we need to start to figure out a strategy to get you the money you need to live on, right? So you got this two million bucks, and um, and you need ten thousand a month. So you're going to have to free up whatever money you think you're going to need in the next. I'm going to say year because who knows what's going to happen with the markets? It's be you know it's going to be seesaw. So at this point, you're going to have to take that money out of the retirement account and you're going to have to pay tax on it. That's okay. I mean, you don't really have that much income. You probably got some, you'll have some more income this year because you you got paid for the first, whatever, three months of the year. Then you'll get your social security to make up the difference. You're going to have to take out whatever. You're going to have to sell some stuff and take the money out that you're going to need. Maybe you're going to have to sell, let's say 150 grand or so so that you then have the money to be able, you're going to have to like kind of stash some money away. And by the way, when you have your social security, you can't just spend all that money. You're going to need to build up a little bit of a cushion for yourselves so that you're going to, number one, have to pay taxes next year, right? And number two, you just need a little cushion because things happen, as you know. But I think that that's going to be the game plan. I think you're going to have to use your 401k and pull the money out slowly but surely and let that finance you until you get to next summer. And the the amount you pull out of the 401k will go down because once your wife collects her social security benefit and you've got this $4,800, then we need to get you, you know, another, let's call it 60 grand or so, right? From the 401k every year. That's what you need. That's kind of like you're on track to be able to hit that. The only other thing that I would say is, is there any idea around this house that you're going to stay in it, leave? What else? Any any plans to move? Any other real estate? No, no plans to move. We, we plan to age in place. We, our children are in Philadelphia and outside of Boston. Down that path, you know, I, I'm looking and then one of the reasons I wanted to call, I guess, at the end of the day, you've told me that I 3% out of the portfolio, 3 to 4% blended with the social security. That's the plan to go there yep. on that. The other piece of that is because we're so cash poor, I looking at my house and I've, I've listened to a lot of stuff, your podcast and others, obviously. And, you know, I, the heck of mortgage came to mind. I don't need the money, but I, I need money in an emergency, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't. But you know that those work, the reverse mortgage will work better as you get older. And it's always there. You'll have equity in your home. You know when reverse mortgages actually work really well? When you're older and interest rates are higher. So I would wait. It is a good fail safe back of your, like, oh my God, if I had to, that's fine. But I wouldn't do that now. 
What about what about your estate planning? Did you get all that crap done when you got freaked out about your wife? Yeah, we uh, we actually uh, we had, we're on the path to do it, but it's all done now. Joe. We got it done in December. Keep on keeping on. You know, I think it's kind of cool to be in your 30-year sabbatical, and we just want to make sure that you don't run out of money more than anything else. That's my number one concern for you guys, all right? Thank you for uh, uh, putting your hands on this. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, we'll let Steve go. And for those of you listening, you know, it's a weird thing to consider. I got $2 million. Sounds like a ton of money. But as you can tell, because of like the the lifestyle they've built, they built it around their working lives. And, you know, we, we have a hard time in retirement or sabbatical to really reduce what we're doing. So that means we really have to adjust our expectations. And sometimes those expectations can be around, you know, how much I spend. Sometimes those expectations can be around, you know, whether you'd be willing to work or do some part-time stuff, or maybe even just tap the equity in your home later in life. But we want some contingency plans. I like plan B, C, and D. Mark knows this is how I live my life. I always have an operating plan of like, I never count on the best case scenario. I go to the worst case, I plan for that, and then I move back away from that because I don't like to stay in the bad place. I just want to know that if I want to do something, I can do it. Uh, Mark, I heard a great thing. I might have to use this as an article title. I think I was taking a Peloton class and someone said, might have been Dennis, prepare, or maybe it was Christine, prepare, don't panic. That's kind of good, right? Because if you're prepared, then you rarely have to panic. So let's prepare. If you would like to prepare with us, just hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button and we'll get your message. Don't forget to sign up for our free weekly newsletter when you're on the website and check out all the great content that is up there. Ah, Okay, here we go. It's just another day. It's Tuesday and uh, tomorrow we'll be back with you and we really appreciate you listening. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Grit, growth, brace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 